Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Back Talk. I'm Julia. And I'm Kayla. Uh, we're back with episode 64. This is the last episode of 2018. I know. And it will be special for more reasons than one. Wait. What? I, I ain't got no I, tricks up my sleeve. I mean, I'm, I'm talking about Wait what we talked about. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, so go, go ahead. Okay, so for what's good this week, I wanted to highlight a song that I've been enjoying for the past couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. It's actually by a friend of mine. She goes by Who Camille. It's called Houdini. Oh, it's so good. It's a fucking bop okay i love it i love the song so much she's over there talking the shit that we like mm-hmm. here on the show and she it's has such fun. a pleasing voice yes I like and the then way she sounds yeah her voice is really soothing and then on top of that like if you know camille you just know that she is just like a ball of personality and mm-hmm. energy and like to know her is to love her so i want everyone to check out the song it's called houdini that's h-o-u-d-i by who camille it's on soundcloud and i'm sure it's up everywhere else too just check it out follow her on um instagram it's at who camille as well so you'll see everything there and i'm sure we could insert a clip so we'll leave that we'll do that right now yeah all right, so that was it. What else do you have, Ju? Um, so the trailer for Jordan Peele's new movie came out. It's called Us. I haven't really been listening to any new music, so I just want to talk about this real quick. Um, it it looks like a scary movie, you know, right alongside like Get Out. Like it looks like a psychological thriller. I will say that he's already come on rec- went on record and said that it's not it's not race it's not it's not racially charged he just wanted the leads in the movie to be black so um i felt like it was like a political message in there somewhere that's what i think everybody of course twitter's been going nuts with the think pieces i'm sure everybody has seen the trailer by now if you haven't um you've been living under a rock but it starts out with um you know your boy from black panther um his, his real name is Winston Duke mm-hmm. and Lupita Nyong'o, yeah. if you will. <laughs> Lupita Nyong'o, their parents, and then they have their two children in the back seat. They're on a road trip of sorts. And the song I Got Five on it comes on. I mean, I feel like who doesn't know that song? If you if that's your first time hearing that song, I mean, wow. I don't know. <laughs> but um, it starts out playing that song. And, you know, the song plays throughout the, the movie, but Jordan Flip did this. Jordan Peele did like this flip of the song that made it into like, it made it horrifying. Like, I don't know. I know but niggas it, at Beats and Chill are pissed. They're like, damn, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> <laughs> Kayla is the jokester. No, it's week. Julia's fault. It's Julia's <laughs> fault because Julia decided oh, yeah. that we needed to celebrate so we the, had celebratory the last episode. Drinks, so we had celebratory. Right. And y'all know I finished half a cup and I'm done. I finished everything and I feel nothing. Listen, Shit, I'm a lightweight. But, I'm, um, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, so basically... What the trailer showed me is that this family, they went on a road trip. They're in the middle of nowhere, you know, classic recipe for a horror film. And then there's somebody that broke into their house and it's, it's them. It's the other version of them, the scary version. I don't fucking know. I don't know. I don't know what this movie's going to be about. I've tried to guess the plot. And I was, I just said, like, if it's about black on black crime, I'm getting up and walking out. I don't think it, it will be. Like, he didn't say it would be anything like that. Yeah, okay. The tagline is like, you know, the your worst enemy is is yourself or something like that. So, I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. We, I feel like I had predictions with Get Out. And when I got in that damn theater, I was shook. I didn't know what to, I didn't know. It was not what I expected. Yeah. So, I feel like that's what's going to happen with this. I just know that I'll be there on opening night. So. I liked Get Out. I liked, okay, the pace of the movie. I liked... <coughs> I feel like there weren't like the messages weren't subliminal to me. Mm-hmm. I feel like they were obvious. I didn't feel like it was like, ooh, 
now I get like, but maybe again, I had watched it like weeks after it came out. So mm-hmm. maybe I was already had like the ideas of like what to expect. Oh, I, don't I know. was there opening. I saw yeah. Get Out three times in the movie. So the yeah, movie maybe theater. it would be different watching it without any expectations, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I, I feel like I do like his writing style. I do like the way oh, he directs. Yeah. He, I do like all of he's that. He's definitely so. a breath of fresh air. Right. Yeah. So he's, we'll he's out here like game changing. I appreciate him for that, but we'll see. Um, I'm excited. I don't know. This the cha- the trailer is very scary though. Yeah. I just watched it again and I'm like, wow, y'all gotta leave after this and I'm gonna be here by myself <laughs> and I'm scared. Okay. <laughs> but that's all I have for what's good. Um we can we can go right into clownery. See when you do clownery, the clown comes back to bite. Whew, man, we have been gone for a couple of weeks, so mm-hmm. it has piled on up. Yeah. Um, where do we wanna start? Uh I would like to start with um uh Jacquees. Jacquez <laughs> Jacquees. Jacquees, if you will. He went on the internet and said that he's the king of R and B. And so that broke the internet. Like Twitter <laughs> was in flames okay i wish i would that, that's the kind of stuff i miss on twitter i wish i would have been on when it broke the jokes were awesome twitter was in flames for 48 smooth hours after jacques went on his instagram live or whatever the fuck he did and said that he's the king of r&b so we all agree that we know who the king of r&b is, R&B not. is not right but there have been lots of debates about who the king of r&b is so me and Kayla kind of wanted to dive into that really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, we can do then and now. So my vote for the king of R&B then. then. Damn, I was not prepared as prepared as I See, I'm prepared for my then. I do not know my now. You, My then is Bobby Brown. I'm giving it to Bobby. Is it because he jumped out of the helicopter? <laughs> On Thug Loving with Ja Rule? He, well, first, he didn't jump out. He, he did a, a jump kick. It was a gallivant. <laughs> if that is not king behavior, I don't oh, know what it is. Oh, my God. Listen. That's a good pick for Because king who can hit all their notes, sing all the words to their songs as their mouth is twisted to the left? Like, if that, I don't know. You are rude. No, I mean. He had a stroke. No, he did not. Yes, he, he did. Didn't, you didn't watch, no you didn't watch the movie? He lied. He didn't have no fucking stroke. Bobby, stop it. He it's didn't the, have a stroke. It's the cocaine, he okay? Had a stroke. That is called addiction. Oh, my anyway, God. Okay. I'm giving it to Bobby. I'm giving it to Bobby. So. King of R&B. The showman. The king of R&B then. Also, sorry, quick second runner up, Keith Sweat. Keith Sweat can't sing. It's not about the actual he vocals. He cannot sing. It's and about why the feels. It? It's about the feels. Keith, Keith Sweat, Sweat gives you the feels. Nothing, he, does. he does. I went to go see, because you know I'm an old lady in my heart. I went to go see a live show. It was Keith Sweat. It was um, Jagged Edge. And it was Drew Hill. And when I tell you, the elders were in there for Keith Sweat. They was like, y'all don't get it. They went, and he had like a, a white linen two-piece. Oh my God. <laughs> I guess which is like old nigga thought pants. I don't know. <laughs> oh yeah, that's old, that's old nigga tech fleece. The linen. Let me tell you something. I'm done with us this episode. Let me tell you something. Linen is old nigga tech fleece. And he had that shit on and they were in there going up. Okay. So I'm giving it to Keith Swiss. Cause maybe cause I've seen him live. So I don't know. Oh my God. I'm giving it to, and I like, I mean, I like him. Keith Sweat? Yeah. I don't, I feel like those aren't strong enough. Like for, I don't think there's an actual strong, like clear cut winner 
for the king of R&B. Yeah. I think it depends on what you like out of R&B because some people like more, you know, like neo soulish. Some people like more like I want to say D'Angelo, nasty. bitch. Yeah, like, like D'Angelo. You know, some people, I like the, you know the freaky nasty shit. Like it depends on what you want to hear out of your R&B. <sighs> um, Group. Oh, never mind. Go ahead with yours from back in the day. I can't pick. I think D'Angelo would be your answer. D'Angelo would be my answer. Let me look at like an old playlist and try to jog my memory here <laughs> and see who I would pick. As if it needs any further jogging. It's not. It's, you know your D'Angelo discography. No, not D'Angelo. I'm talking about like. Anybody else? Yeah, from that time period to see like who would it, who would it have been? Mm. I mean, Bobby Brown's great, but I as far as we talk a new edition, I like Ralph Tress Van Moore. He carried the whole group on his back. But I mean, as far as. The king of R&B back then, I'm giving it to either. I mean, D'Angelo's like Neo Soul. I'm giving it to Maxwell. Mm, that's a good one. Or Babyface. Just because Babyface like was behind <laughs> so True. much shit. Him, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to give it to him as an artist, but just him and his hand and everything he has his hand in, mm-hmm. I'm, I, I can see that. This is this is hard. I see why people. Hard. I see why niggas was arguing. <laughs> now, as far as the king of R and B, now I'm gonna give it to Usher, just because like I'm not giving it to Usher, Usher is well rounded as fuck. Like when I think of like the king of R and B, like the way he makes I guess women feel or his targeted ar- audience feel. Like Usher makes me feel things. Okay, mm-hmm. like I've never felt. I love Usher. Usher. Like anything Usher put out, I will give it a listen. Like I love Usher. I mean, I did. I classic like albums. A seven hundred one was good. Eighty seven hundred one is my favorite Usher album. Right. I, I mean, I think I still like Confessions a little bit more, but A seven hundred one was a solid album. And then I liked the ones I, I loved. Here I stand. That is a good yeah. ass album. Um, what was the next one after that? Raymond versus Raymond or something like mm-hmm. that. I like a lot of songs off that. Looking for myself. That's when we started doing the EDM. Now that's the only reason why he's disqualified for me. Why him? Neo? Anybody who went and did the EDM? And Chris just, Brown did it for a while. Everybody had to do it for a while because that was what was hot. <laughs> that's what was making money. I was so annoyed. I hated that. That was, I hated that era of like R and B when everything had like the the. It's Jason Derulo's the post fault. behind. Oh, I hated that shit so much. Jason I hated Derulo's hearing it. I hated that all the like R&B artists were doing it. Mm-hmm. I hated that it just erased the whole genre basically almost. And so I you didn't like, like oh. Yeah Three Times by Chris Brown? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I swear, I get... You like to drink? I hate that song. So do we. I hate that song. <laughs> I hate every song that Neo did. I like to that- turn up the music. I hate it. I hate all of it. I did not one EDM song that I liked. That was my ringtone for a little while. What's the name was helping out Usher with some of that uh, Will I Am? Right, exactly. Oh my god, I love that song. Oh, no, no, I hated that era. I hated that era so much. I hated it. I'm more of like a not classic, but more of like a smooth. So, you didn't like old school, like I'm like an old 40 year old lady in my heart. I was not here for the I was not here for that. I was like, what are we supposed to have children to? There were some, there was other like Jaheem made, you know, made some, some (laughs) bops. Listen, Jaheem, what song are you talking about? You remember that song Jaheem had with Keisha Cole? I've changed. Okay, that is my song to this day. I don't know why in my head I thought you were talking about that song that Brian McKnight made. You remember that? I was Girl, like, you joking right now. Let me show you how the pussy yes, works. I was like, see, you playing around. And I'm Brian just- McKnight <laughs> could be the king of R&B back then. <laughs> Brian McKnight has some, some jams. He has some jams, but I don't think he was trying to like, I don't think he like, I don't think he ever like eclipsed the whole I can't genre believe you enough. said Keith Sweat. I like Keith Sweat. He can't sing. 
He makes good music. What songs are great by Keith Sweat <laughs> other than Nobody and Twisted? Nobody and Twisted. <laughs> He's a one hit wonder. Is he? Oh my Damn, God. that might be valid. That might be valid. I don't know. I don't know. What? what? Like Keith Sweat is a one hit wonder? Yeah. Listen. Who, I, what are the other songs, Derek? They're going to use that when you do this. Somebody's about to apologize to me. <laughs> what? Somebody's going to post that on y'all shit. Watch. I'm thinking about my answer. Y'all know I don't What's care. The, what are the other songs that he's put out? Make I don't last. know. I'll make it last forever. Ooh, that's we a good it to one. Keith Sweat. We giving it to Keith Sweat. Make it last forever is a good make one. Make it last so forever. So, Derek, who's the king of R&B back then for you? My king. You better not say Robert Kelly. Listen, no, he's disqualified. Mm-hmm. Hold on, we can't hear you, Derek. You got to we had to impeach Robert Kelly. However, my king will be Usher. Oh, I'm okay. talking about. I'm talking about back then. Back then, yeah. Like like '90s. Yeah, I feel like it would still be Usher because Usher was like with me growing up. Like I, I grew up nah, with Usher. Nah. I mean, yeah, I, I, I give it to Usher, but it's '90s. Is- Luther Vandross. Luther Vandross. That's, that's too grown for me. Why? I'm, I'm literally an old woman. I wanted to say Donny Hathaway, but I'm like, no. That's too far, Julia. You're doing too much. <laughs> well, no, I love that. That's not me. I mean, I like if we talk of old bands. I mean, fuck, like. Okay, so let's say the OJs. Just, just not to the so OJs. Like, why like, not? It's hard, like Shalimar. No hold on. You can't use those people because no Ohio one really, players. No one like. They all the Gap Band. The Gap Band. Earth, Wind, and Fire. Charlie Wilson's the king of R&B. You, what have I been smoking this entire <laughs> You're episode? You're smoking dick. Charlie Wilson is the king of R&B. Why can't we use those bands, Derek? I'm down with Charlie Wilson. You got Charlie, what? Listen, Charlie Wilson, when we talk about the word longe- longevity, Charlie Wilson. He's the, he's the king. Has been here. I want him to a- sing at my wedding. Girl. I swear to God. With our grandparents, then our parents, then us. Now he just made a song. He made a song with Amine. Okay, Charlie Wilson is here to stay forever. Okay, what was that Talk song he had with? Um, didn't he have a song with Justin Timberlake? I'm not about to understand yeah, so y'all. Tyler the Creator. Mm-hmm. I'm about he to go did. listen. Okay, so who? Okay, so who else? King of R and B right now, like our generation. My favorite. I don't know who the king is, but I know who my favorite like male R and B artist is. Fist Brown is not. Not Chris Brown. He needs to go heel. Fist Brown. Yes, Fist oh. Brown. He's very. He has very toxic. Yeah. T- tendencies, and that's all I'll say. What R&B artist does it? Nigga, uh, you didn't toxify do your own body and self. That's your Usher business. didn't do nothing. But don't have that spilling over onto other people. Usher didn't do anything. I want. Okay, so I would say Usher, and then for like the new generation, I want to say Miguel. I like Miguel. My favorite male R&B artist What's is the Luke James, though. I love him. Yeah, so Luke much. James sings down. I want him to be like a superstar. Like I want him to be like name and lights everywhere. Like household yeah. name. I he love deserves because so he's he, so talented. He sings and he's handsome and he yeah. has Luke James. Luke James and he has like presence and he's like mm-hmm. I think he's like the perfect artist. But you know, I don't know. Something's not clicking. Yeah, he doesn't have great production. He doesn't have a good like street that team. Yeah. yeah, he don't got that that, that one marketing, song. That, right? That brand deal. Something's yeah. not clicking. I don't know. Which right, he, he'll get a tribute. Oh, he's gonna get a tribute. Right, listen, he needs to be on that Aretha tribute. Other than uh, uh, SZA, they did not put SZA. Yes, they did. SZA's gonna be in the lineup for the Aretha Nuh-uh. tribute. Yes, they are. We're lying. <laughs> oh my god, we played. Y'all are joking. Oh my god. Let me see the flyer. <laughs> Let me see the flyer. Derek, <laughs> hold on. Oh, okay. I'm not believing y'all. 
Tuesday and Wednesday. <laughs> and Friday. Oh. She's not going to be on I just man. keep them satisfied through the weekend. Love to my baby. That's oh all. Oh, my God. Yeah. Love. Oh, my God. No. I wonder what song they're going to have SZA sing. I don't want to think about it. Why? I still don't believe that she's performing. The girl, her name is on the thing. It's SZA, it's Janelle, Monet, some other people, but SZA <laughs> is performing. A tribute. Respect, girl. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Shut up. I'm not, I'm not, no. Find out what it means to me. Yeah. Who, who makes the decisions? I think it's at the, it's the Grammys. It's the Grammys. It's the, the Grammys. Grammys they're being you know shady. white folk. <laughs> they don't know no black shit. They're like SZA won last year. Who are the kids? Who are the kids listening to? SZA. Oh so there you go. Um, what were we talking about? How did we get here? I don't know. How did we get here? We were talking about the king of R and B. Okay, good. And then we started talking about what? I, the king of R and B for my generation is Travis Scott. <laughs> All you do is joke. <laughs> get her. It's La Flame. The auto tune is pristine okay it's unmatched nobody is on his level don't nobody do auto-tune like travis scott true not even t-pain that is a fact t-pain walked so stormy's dad could fly and i'm willing to die on that hill i'm sitting (laughs) i'm sitting here trying to figure out who it is for this generation it's miguel daniel caesar nah it's daniel caesar like when i think of r&b i think about like love daniel like, wanted to be like ooh, daniel they, caesar daniel caesar does not do that for me why i don't know his music- i used to watch listen i used to listen to daniel caesar shit and cry and be like you know i'm gonna feel that one day before i got a boyfriend i, I was like it's coming i don't know he doesn't make me feel like ooh, like his music doesn't make me feel like it makes me feels. feel it makes me feel the it feels. makes me feels like oh but not like ooh, miguel then miguel either well, who, who? Miguel got a song that can last for generations. Well, he Adorn, Adorn. Yeah. he because the old folks gonna play that shit out. Miguel, Adorn will die when the wobble dies, and yeah. that is never. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know who I. I don't know who my pick is. Kayla, you gotta think hard. Like, think of the who, who, what R and B singer. You don't even like R and B. I do. You like rap. I like R&B. <laughs> Y'all trying to box me in. You listen to Little Trap here and there. You like and rap. All, you listen to City Girls two times, and all of a sudden, you don't like R&B. <laughs> Let me see. It's Nicki Minaj. <laughs> it's Ganja Burns. Ganja Burns. The king of R&B is Joe Budden, because he did a great rendition of Ganja Burns well, by Nicki Minaj. Yeah, Beyonce is the king of R&B, duh. Beyonce is the queen of all genres. Beyonce is the king and queen. Beyonce is honestly the ki- true. I'm trying to rack my brain to figure she's this out. She's the king of rap. She's the, she is the king of rap. The queen of all things music, honestly. Okay, but think about like what singer is up there like Beyonce level, like male singer. None of them, because you know no. men are just not the as great. The only like comparison is Usher, honestly. But he yeah. honestly he's lost steam throughout the years. Like nope, like like Chris, stop bringing. Chris Brown is not doing. Chris Brown is not charting number one. He's not. Um, he's not. He's not. Maybe on the bill on like the R and B chart, but like overall Billboard Hot 200 number one. No, sorry, Briss. Like no, <laughs> Briss Brown. Briss is not. He's not it. He's lost steam. The thing about Beyonce is like every 
era of her is like her biggest era. Mm-hmm. Like she only tops herself. I don't know. She and she lets There's everybody no one, else play around for a little bit until she comes and is like, actually, I'm here now. And no matter how big the artist, like remember, I'll never forget when she dropped self-titled mm-hmm. and Drake had just dropped an album and we forgot. Like, and this is yeah. Drake, Drake. Like yeah. we didn't give a damn about Drake no more. Mm-hmm. Like Beyonce just stops everything. Yeah. He nothing was the same nobody even cares about that album because beyonce dropped two weeks later yeah nobody cares about that album i do like nothing was the same and i love that album i was i was he had two weeks of me and i said wait i waited four years for this nigga i don't give a damn about nothing you talking about right now because right after like we didn't have anything between four and then self-titled i listened to four for four years Mm -hmm. yes i we we hung on to four i was talking to myself in the car i was like all right now yeah i was tired we hung on i need something how many times can i hear love on top i'm done listen i I care too but yeah. no i was tired of four and i love four probably yeah. just because i had so much time to sit with it but mm-hmm. we waited for that we album did. and i still wasn't expecting it and it dropped i'll never forget it dropped during um famu's graduation really yep and i remember i was, was in the bed i was out and i remember coming home and i had like a my phone had died i got a message it was like beyonce just dropped an album and i was like oh no Where's my laptop? I was like, I'm not, I don't even have my stuff with me. I was like, oh, <laughs> you my were God. not prepared. Oh, I was not ready. I was not ready. I had to wait till the morning to hear it, to see the videos. And I was like, and then that night after when it dropped, we heard Drunk in Love in the club. Oop, a moment. A and moment. And it was crazy because it was like Bo's birthday. We were celebrating. We had our little section, all girls. It was all girls. But it was like us and like mm-hmm. a couple of people. And it was just like a vibe. I'll never forget it. A when moment. we first heard Drunk in Love in the club. Yeah. I remember like that night I watched all of it. I was, it was late. I was in bed, but I remember I got up and watched all them videos and I was like, what is happening right? This isn't real. I still watch them. I watched and I was like, it's not real. And I went to sleep and I woke up. I was like, this shit is real, huh? I have the physical copy. Like I was like, this is a moment in time. Like I need, it was, I love that album. It's so good. Okay. Again, how do we get here? End of the debate. The queen, queen of whatever genre. The king of R&B is Beyonce. So moving on. Um, Offset and Cardi B. The next piece of clownery. Y'all won, bro. Y'all won. Okay. So now I remember. I have nothing else to give. I remember now because he Offset goes in the same category as like the TIs. And speaking of which, they were in the the comments on Instagram dapping each other up some way, somehow. I don't remember what was said exactly. Yeah. But they were like, oh, cheating. Something about cheating shouldn't be like a breakup Mm -hmm. offense. All right, nigga. All right, let me cheat on you then. Let's see how you feel. Right. They let's see if it's not a breakup offense. Dick ate each other for like a week. It was bad. Dumb and dumber. Listen, clown town. Literally. They are residing clown town. Like, I just don't understand. It was too much. But I think, I mean, I think at this point it's probably been like said over and over again. But when I first saw like his apology, quote unquote, I was like, what kind of egotistical self-centered like what kind of shit is i would have swung on him what the Girl, fuck are you, you doing listen i what are you doing one, i'm not one to condone like domestic violence y'all know like it's a sensitive subject for me but at that point i felt like it would have been self-defense yeah because you're attacking I like me he attacked you're her. harassing me it's what, harassment. why are you sabotaging my like don't absolutely not swing on him next time he pulls up on you like that can you imagine and a then, nigga walking in here while we are recording this <laughs> show hey <laughs> kayla um I, i'm sorry take me back Nigga, if you don't get the listen. That should be hot. Could you look at Derek? Could no. you imagine? Yeah. No. It would be. never make it out. Like we would have cut, erase it, and we're gonna move on like nothing happened because you're not about this is not about you. It's not about if you. This is not about you. That is the most selfish in. thing that you that can do to somebody. All about you. And then the flower said, Take me back. What happened to I'm sorry? 
I would understood an apology. Forgive me. Take me back. Mm-mm. Nigga, no. Mm-mm. Oh my God. Mm-mm. I hate I was like, this is so manipulative. Like you're gonna put her on the spot in front of everybody to say something. You know, people got their phones out. Right. So you waiting to put her on the spot to see what she gonna do. She should have swung on you, is what she should have done. Right. I would have kept performing. She should have went upside your head with the I would have kept performing. I would have hit my eight. Counts. I would have hit the security snap two fingers right. and kept performing. Yeah. Mm-mm. Get him out of here. Can you imagine if Jake if what? Sean Corey Carter <laughs> would have popped up on the um uh, the Miss Carter World Tour. Julius would have tackled that His bitch. Ass down. <laughs> Let me tell was, you something. I was asking Melissa that. I was like asking my sister, and I was like, "So, what do you think? Like when Beyonce and Jay Z were going through it, like, like cause I saw the pictures of them in the park during Christmas, and Julius was taking pictures of the twins, and I was like, he's like clearly like a part of the extended family. Mm-hmm. So I was like, do you think when they was like beefing, do you think that he was like, Nah, Jay, you can't come in the house or not right now? Julius would she have said, broke no. that nigga's hip. Do you think so? Yes. Mel was like, he probably like doesn't get in between their marital affairs. Like if your husband's here, your husband is here. I was like, I don't know. I feel like it'd be like, bro, you know, you're not allowed on the premises. Escort yourself out. Yeah. It would have been like one of those things like, come on now. You know, now you know that you're not. Y'all trying to fuck up my You're on the no fly zone right now. Right. You cannot come in. I feel like Beyonce is very much like, don't embarrass me. I think so too. Yeah. I feel like if he would have like publicly embarrassed her, she would have made it worse on him. I think he wouldn't have done that either though. They're both. I think they're. That's one thing they share. Like they're both very private. So I think they both know. Like now, nah, that's not gonna help either one of us. Like I'm yeah. embarrassed and I look dumb, and she's like, and you're embarrassing me. So who, uh, you who's know who? But right you know now? who don't give a fuck? Who? Solange. Huh? Solange beat that nigga's ass, and there was a camera. I wonder if they knew if there was a camera there. I'd never thought about. Is there a camera in an elevator? Yeah. I there never are. It's cameras. In, like, when I'm at work, I'll be seeing the fucking cali- uh, ca- uh, cameras. I'm like, this is kind of weird. Like, I never thought about that until that moment. I, I knew there was probably like in the lobbies, like when you're entering, but mm-hmm. inside the no, actual in the elevator. Damn, you think in every single elevator? Probably not every single oh. one, but ones that matter. <laughs> like, wait. Yeah, I don't. Because I feel like in places that matter. Because like you know, I work in a. I'm not gonna say where I work, but people could come in and like. Say if somebody's mad, a disgruntled customer, so come somebody come in and like you see somebody loading a gun in the elevator, nigga. Like oh, security need true. to be able to see that, right? right. Like, because people, I mean, they have it to where like the general public can't come in and out, mm-hmm. but I mean, still somebody could get through. Like, you just never know, right? Like, I but until that moment, I had never thought about it. Yeah, like I feel like cameras in elevators, it may seem weird, but it's like, like I said, in places that matter, like you just you need public that type places, of footage, yeah. yeah. So I mean anyway again i don't know how we got here uh, this, oh, about, we keep talking about beyonce <laughs> oh i'm tired i'm tired of both of them apparently she they're still left the flowers in like a dressing room or something i'm place? sure because where are you gonna save take them? the fucking flowers both where of are y'all are rich them? what are flowers like, instead of going on stage she have been like what if you just like after her performance he just popped up on her after that's different that's, that's a private, private moment we're not involved Fine. leave and us out of it congratulate me tell me like okay have the talk about whatever you want to talk about after right. i'm done working right i'm at work and she was like the it was first, self-serving she was the first woman to headline the festival rolling loud and i feel like that was a moment for her like absolutely niggas always ruin everything anyway Why? i'm tired of both of them Apparently, i don't know who gassed him up to think that was a good idea. Nobody Savage said. Did it the night before. Twenty One Savage did the night before to who? They did the whole ch- chant on stage like take offset back? Take offset. Oh harassment! That happened to me in high school. Ugh. Me and my little stupid boyfriend at the time, 
we had broken up. I don't know what he did, but he tried me. I don't know what he did. And then we, I broke up with him. And this is like, we were like, you know, that first like clingy relationship mm-hmm. that you have in high school. And we were so obsessed with each other. And I was like, nope, nigga, you tried me. And he had everybody, like all his friends or everybody that knew like me or him in the hallway. Like every time they would see me, they would scream, take him back. He's innocent. He, my dog ain't do it. Take him back. Take him back. And I was like, so you're telling everyone now what happened. And now I'm even more embarrassed because these people had no idea. Right. Niggas don't think. It was so embarrassing. People would like, you know, pull you to the side. Like, come on, let me talk to you, man. Take my dog back. I get was the like, fuck off me. Get. We don't think when we try, when we want to get you back. We just like, man, I just got to show. I, I just got to do something. I'm desperate. It was very desperate at yeah, the time. Exactly. I mean, it worked on stupid. Is that what y'all do? De- is it desperate? It was desperate. I think it was a desperate move. Like, tell her. It's anybody. Somebody talk to her. Anybody I've that had, knows her, tell I've her. I've had men, like, their homeboys be like, man, I'll be like, man like your listen, your friend's fucking stupid sorry I mean, literally i'd be walking down the stairs take him back i'm like oh my god help me i mean it worked out i was 16 or 17 it, it worked mm-hmm. but now i'm pressing charges i'm pressing charges <laughs> don't call me no pop I up on my house do not don't do it I'm, my nerves are too bad don't do that nope Mm-mm. don't play with me I, but I've had, like, guys be like, oh, you know, my homeboy. So tell me what happened, man. No, nigga, not your you business. You already know what happened. Your, your friend is fucking stupid, and he knows it. You know it. Now leave me alone. That's, That's it. That's it. I don't want to talk to your friend. Like, especially now as I'm, as I'm an adult, like, I don't want to involve. If this is between me and you, this is between you and I, my friend. We are not involving other people in this. Right. There's no, let's get somebody else's <laughs> outside perspective because they don't know us and they don't know the dynamic of us. They right. don't know the whole story. They don't know what might have triggered this in the first place because mm-hmm. I told you, I probably, nine times out of ten, I already, already told you. I feel like it was messy. Like, like this. If yeah. they involved too many, like, it's too much involved. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, it should have just been, I, if I was Cardi, I wouldn't have even went online and been like well we're not together but i know that like she's very new to the fame and she probably was tired of people bothering her tagging her and shit like look what he did and she's like we're not together right i understand that but what about the whole thing when she's telling people to like stop stop harassing him Mm -hmm. i mean i get that i don't i get that i mean like she said she doesn't like to feel attacked so she don't want y'all to attack him because at the end of the day he has to be his best self for their child so if he is feeling like, okay, to a point where it's kind of like, which I don't, I don't see this. I feel like he was chilling, but if it was to the point where it was affecting him mentally and like, he's like, not well, okay, this is getting to me and you're my kid's dad, then okay, y'all chill out. But I feel like that nigga was in the strip club. I don't right, think. he had a birthday party that night. Yeah, and that same night he had like a huge party. birthday bash, niggas carrying him in like a what fucking king. What was that? Fuck that how sorry are you if you want to go to a party right you're not sick get your I, ass i'm with trina i don't know if y'all have ever watched trina's breakfast club interview i think it was the first time she ever went on the breakfast club and she was talking and i think it goes back to like how i said it's like manipulation like niggas will say all anything in the world to try to get you back in that moment except except that except take accountability for mm-hmm. what they did i and i mean it was kind of extreme but she was like that niggas would be like like even with the Ariana Grande thing, oh, you have I'm going to kill myself or I'm going through it. Da, da, da. Right, that was that like Pete Davidson did that. Yeah, he was like, just that remember I told you so, m- my nigga. It, it what? triggered a memory when Trina was on the Breakfast Club. But like niggas, like I'm going to kill myself. You don't take me back. She was like, do it. Look, you ain't even do it. like you. I mean, what you right. want me to do? Like Man. you're lying and you're. Oh, what do you want me to do at this point? It's manipulation. You're using me. If you're to upset, get what you want. like you need to heal in silence. Like don't involve me in your healing process. Like don't. I mean that tweet. Oh, just know that you're all I wanted. Boy, shut the fuck up. <sighs> Listen, that couldn't have been me. Y'all would have been like, oh, Kayla, you're insensitive. Y'all would have saw insensitive Kayla at right. that point. Right. No, you're not doing that. 
That's it's trash. It's trash. I think that celebrities should leave us out of their shit. Out of their and you're doing that's a, a piece of the manipulation. Doing it publicly. Yeah. You could have texted me. Right. There was phone great. celebrities have text messaging, right? Yeah. They they have text. They have phones just like us. Okay, got it. They have iMessage on their their iPhones as well. Yes. Okay. There was a thread. Hold on, you got to get asked. closer because last time we couldn't hear you. There was a thread where guys would ask like, oh, they said, uh, "What's your um? You trying to get your girl back? What's your desperate?" move like what what do you say when nothing else works what do you say and the dude was like um go ahead leave everybody else gave up on me <laughs> you know what i say okay you're the common denominator buddy yeah do maybe you're maybe you need to, maybe you're the problem oh that shit was funny Mm-mm. that's trash because that, i saw somebody on twitter say that like around the cardi b thing when he was like oh when he said take me back what, what it was something in his apology that video he had put out and they was like yep if that don't work he has got to go to the pete davidson step next like, i'm gonna i'm gonna kill myself what? so it's like it's a thing like okay got it this got is what y'all it. do this is what y'all do y'all use mental illness as a weapon to, for your advantage to make me feel guilty into taking you back and you're gonna repeat the same behaviors Swing on niggas 2019. What would a girl do if she's trying to get her guy back? Oh, ooh. girls be doing all types of sweet, sentimental, romantic I shit. I did some. Never mind. Do you harass? You harass them though, right? I've do never tried to take anybody. I never had somebody try. I've never had to try to get someone to take me back. I've harassed. Like, I haven't done that. No, I don't do that. I've I'm harassed. the most peaceful ex you will ever have. I swear to God, you will live your life. I will not bother you. I won't like your pictures. I won't say, hey, big head. I won't be like, <laughs> M- Merry Christmas. I uh, hope you're doing well. I'm not that ex. You will not hear. I'm, I will fade into the bushes like the young man did. Now I That's am. Now I'm that way. Now I, I don't be caring. Like, I'm just like, shit. ugh, there's so many other fish in the sea. I could be doing so. Or I could just be by myself. Like right. That, nigga, you lost, not me. But before, like, young like young volatile me like 20 like ages 19 to <laughs> i want to say 22 i was like i was that girl i was i was a fuck boy yeah I, yes. I was like it was bad these niggas through it right i like this this one guy i broke up with like after we finally broke up and he told me that he didn't want me no more it was a huge mistake because i was out there showing my ass and he still wanted to be with me after he was like, okay, well, I'm good off I'm you done. too, sis. Yeah. What'd you do? I got scared. <laughs> so I like, I think I like called him a bunch of times and like at the time we lived together. And so like, but I was like in the process of moving out and what I would do, I would, um, I would like spray my perfume on his pillow <laughs> so it could smell like me. I would leave shit in his room all the time. Um, I remember I made like this book of like, you know, reasons why like I love you and, shit, and it was too like he didn't give a fuck about it <laughs> like nothing until one day I just finally gave up like I popped okay. up on at his house and I heard a girl was over there like I've I was never yeah, done that I was stupid I'm prideful I'd be like nope I would I wouldn't dare do that now just because like then I was like young I was insecure I didn't know what the fuck I had going on now nigga bye bye right <laughs> I know who I am thank you next right yeah like but I mean, I've I've been on both sides of the spectrum. Yeah, but I'm, we're not doing that right. now at at our big age. No, we don't. Oh, do Oh, right, it's a whole different game when you're in your late twenties, going into thirties. Like I'm not playing those stupid ass games no more. Yeah, we don't do that. No. Um. So can we like really quick? We can talk talk about Love After Lockup. Yes, please. My favorite show. <sighs> okay. I so, don't know anybody's names. I just know their situations. Okay. So okay. go. Do okay. <laughs> Let's save the best for last. So we have. Oh. We're going to save the love triangle for last. Okay. 
Um, I want to talk about this- um, Marcelino and the girl that just got out for robbery. Okay. I- Okay, we can start with them. We can start with them. So he was like an ex-Marine, right? And he was like a male model. Mm-hmm. And he done met the girl. He's like, I just want somebody to love me for me. And so he done met the girl or whatever. She's a lesbian. And he's right. trying to turn her out and, you know, make her straight or whatever. So he's like, yes, you know, she's had relationships with women. And I want her to just put that part of her life behind her. And I just want to, I want to show her different things. So he done, you, this is her fourth time in prison. Right. He done, she done got out and... I don't know what's about to happen to them, but they seem like they... I feel like he's going to be so controlling. Yes. He gives me controlling vibes. And she's going to be like, listen, I just got out of prison. I just had all these rules and regulations. I don't need that right now. Or it could be the structure she needs to not go back. I don't know. We shall see. We'll see how that unfolds. But my favorite part is that the past episode is when... Well, I didn't see the one that had just came on this past Saturday it comes Mm -hmm. on. Yeah. No, Friday it came on. Mm -hmm. I didn't see that one, but I saw the one from the week before and she had had just got released and he went and picked her up and everything and they were like driving from the prison to back to where he lives, I guess. Mm -hmm. And they were driving through like these meadows and there was like just like just like acres and acres of just land and mountains and mm-hmm. sunset and it was so beautiful and she's like can we just get out i just want to go and just sit by myself for a second she's like yeah. i haven't had quiet in 60 whatever many years mm-hmm. and she's like i just need a moment by myself and she's like okay she goes and she sits and she's just taking it all in and just breathing and the wind's blowing 34 seconds later here, here comes, comes this nigga, nigga. <laughs> right up behind her hey on her shoulder Ugh. literally like just over her neck breathing like holding her i'm like can you give her a second mm, mm, mm. to take it in oh my god so let's talk about my favorite couple wait scott and lizzie scott and Liz- oh i thought you're gonna talk about the other guy with the um with his third marriage who's, there's a cast of characters who was the one that was on his third marriage? with the, the one who um the girl just got out and they were gonna get married the next day and his parents like basically like fighting oh that's his third him. oh yeah i feel oh, bad for him his god. mom his mom is so sweet he is not well his mom is just like i just want the best for him i just want him to be she just knows that i just want son, him to be happy yeah <laughs> she's like i just want the best for him and you know if it doesn't work out just know you have your options and yeah. you can come back i'll be like oh his mom god. is like a, such a nice little old lady she probably voted for trump but still you know the dad is like this nigga I yeah of his, and his but she antics. done drove him to go see her and go she pick her up for the plane ticket yeah she talked to her on the phone she's like well darling i can't wait to meet you and you know my I- mom would have been like get out of my face with this third marriage and oh she's getting God. out of prison listen, listen. i can't that- and he i remember she was told us she was like well i know you want good looks but just you, remember it's the inside you that have matters. to look at her heart <laughs> i'm like oh my god just remember if if she's the one she's not gonna be worried about all the money and stuff all right I'm like, oh and my she god. was like maybe she's expecting a lot but he doesn't have a lot I'm yep. like oh my god okay scott and lizzie scott and lizzie lizzie is scott the is a creep is the inmate in question here and she's been in jail for seven years seven or nine years for 10 years 10 years First of all, they got introduced last season, but she didn't get out like how she was supposed to. Date, yeah. Right. He goes to pick her up and um, they say she will not be released today. Right. And so the last time she was like, the, uh, they introduced her and she said, well, when I first got on the website, because they, they meet on like this pen pal website. I'm been, let's it's go on find there. find the inmate.com. Let's go on there and look and see who's on I'm there. I'm scared because you know how Siri does the fucking feds. You go on one website and your oh, whole yeah. Instagram is. Yeah. It's but, probably going to show up now anyways from us talking about it. But okay. So she was like saying like oh, i was just looking for financial support here comes scott he's a truck driver i guess they started out as pen pals or whatever and i guess they started liking each other this man has sent her over ninety thousand dollars he's cleared his account commissary is insane what do you spend ninety thousand dollars on in jail i think he said that he like she was buying drugs with she was buying drugs too. phones stuff that cost a little more i guess Ugh. so 
she was in jail or whatever. She done got out. He said that he's afraid to tell her that she's broke. He's broke. He was like, I know. And he went, <laughs> he went to the ATM in the episode. I was like, oh, he don't got the money. <laughs> He was like, is there, a, is, there a, is there a cash machine here? <laughs> I was like, he done overdrew his account. And here go Lizzie. Yeah, go to the ATM. I'll wait. I'll watch the stuff. They spent like $300, $300 in racetrack. In the, in, the, in the corner store. For what? In the gas station. Because she said it was her release day. She wanted to have fun. So anyways, the funniest part of this whole shit is the daughter. The daughter. The daughter is the most responsible one out of everybody. The daughter is like, okay, so Scott is a trick. <laughs> and my mom is using him and i just want a relationship with my mom and i don't want him to be here right jasmine the whole time then had the screw face when lizzie got out of jail she ran and jumped on scott knocked his fake tooth out <laughs> she didn't even she didn't even go up to jail i'm like how you run up to this nigga and not even right, see your daughter, your daughter that you haven't seen in 10 years so that and was that fell and rolled down the hill and he lost his tooth my other favorite person in this whole saga is the son because the son is literally son? like is I'm just here so I don't get because my dad asked me to be. I'm just I'm here. just here. Listen, where's he your dad? Was, I don't know. He was <laughs> in the swimming pool having a good ass. <laughs> is your dad coming? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. He was out there. I don't know. Okay, so Scott, they got they she got out. They went back to the hotel. Scott's outside. He's crying, saying that he just wants somebody Before to love that, him. Before that, though, when they got to the hotel and then like Lizzie's jumping on the bed, like, "Oh my God, it's so beautiful. This room is so nice." And they all lay out, like, plop down on the mm-hmm. bed. Her, her daughter, and then Scott lays down next to her. She's like, Shoot. "What did Scott think was gonna happen?" He thought they was gonna have <laughs> Mister Nasty time. Is what he thought. How, girl? Literally, the three of them—the daughter, Lizzie in the middle, and Scott is laying on the bed, and Scott is just laying there, like, like looking like a creep. Hey, like, creep that's why she nigga. was like, "Shoo, shoo, get up." Yeah, she's like, shoot, get up. It's the girl's room. You guys stay in the next room. They had separate rooms, whatever. She so said then, she's not ready to have sex with him. She's like, I don't want a sexual relationship with him because I'm saved. Girl. Girl, saved what? You don't like him. This man is for financial support. You do not like this man for you real. You are waiting for 365 days to pass so you can get yourself on your feet and be gone. Listen, she and he's crying. He's like, she's too good looking for me. She she's, didn't even try to hold my hand at all. She's out of my league. She didn't even try. She's not showing no affection to me. It's not going to gonna work. It's, it's not, not going to work. work. He outside crying by the pool and she's in there doing the fucking backstroke. She don't give a fuck. And then she's like, tell him to come out here. She goes and she sees that he's outside crying and she's like, what's wrong? And he was like, it's, it's not going to work. It's, it's and she not was like, work. did I do something wrong? Why, what did why? I do? What did I do? And, and he's like, and she's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, he's like, I don't know. I can't explain. And she was like, all right, bro. Yeah. She, she don't give a fuck. She, she wants don't. her Kit Kats and her Hershey bars in her hotel room with the pool. In her frosty, in her in hotel her Hampton room. Hampton Inn suite. Listen, she thought that was the fucking Ritz Carlton. <laughs> that fucking Fairfield Inn. <laughs> okay. But I feel bad because he done spent all his goddamn money. He done blew through his savings. Yep. He's broke. Has nothing. He planning on buying this girl a house. And it's, can't even get no ass. And can't get, not even a kiss, no hug, no nothing. She gave him a hug and I think a kiss. But oof. Oh, that kiss. Oh, why'd you remind me? Anyways, on to the next couple. The, the banger. Oh. The the trifecta. What's their names? I don't even know their names. Michael is the nigga. I don't know the two the two girls' names. I, I think her other name question. is Sarah. Or something. I don't know. Something. The baby mama. Okay. There's a baby mom and a girlfriend. So Michael is the inmate in question here. He has met another young lady. She's black. I don't know her name, but she's a virgin. And she's, she's like how old? Like she's late twenties. Like our age. Yeah. Okay, so she's in her late twenties. Yeah. 
And I keep laughing every time the cameraman is so shady because every time she talks about him, she's like, I'm ready to have sex. She's not ready to have sex. <laughs> and they with like him. they like do this shot of her like walking away and her butt is just like in her back. <laughs> I'm ready to have sex. And they always cut to that scene of her walking away with no ass. <laughs> I die every time. She like, took, why do they do that? She took the riding class. <laughs> I'm about to show Derek the trailer for this Love After Lockup so you can see it. Pull it up oh on YouTube. God. The Love After Lockup trailer. So she took a webinar <laughs> on how to <laughs> on how to ride dick so she could please her man. And she's like, yeah, I'm I know crying. Michael has a daughter in New York, but I'm not worried about the mom being, yeah, in, no, the girl, she live in New York. Oh, okay, okay. mama. But he's locked up in Michigan. Okay. Yeah, and she's like, I'm not worried about her being a part of our lives because we're co-parenting. Cut to the baby mama. Who's like, yeah, well, me and Michael, we've been together since before he went in. We got engaged right before he went in. Oh, my God. I'm like, so this is the same person with two Full related, a whole full to fiancés. Two full. Fi- oh, the other girl, the virgin girl. She's like, he proposed to me over the phone, and it literally the camera. They're so shady in the editing because they literally will show like the girlfriend trying on wedding dresses, and then cut to the baby mom trying on wedding dresses. Like both of these women have in their head that they are marrying this man when he gets out. Oh my god! And this nigga is ooh. and fucking Michael. Michael looks like Hurricane Chris. <laughs> This young lady went to the airport to go pick up her man and he called her from the pokey and said, don't come. I have something else special planned for us. The reason he said that is because his baby mama was already in Michigan to pick him up. So it's just, it's a lot. It's, it's a lot. It was so funny. She's literally at the kiosk checking in. Having a, a meltdown because he told her not to come. She's yeah, like, hey, she's I'm, like, hey, I'm about to check into my flight. He was like, actually, don't come. She's like, you're going to wait until two hours before I get on the plane, Michael, to tell me not to come? Are you kidding me right now? I would have still got on the plane. He was like, listen, do you trust? <laughs> I, now, at that point, I was done. That's a manipulation at its finest. Do and the trust? poor girl is like, I don't know. Oh, oh, so now you don't know if you trust. I was like, oh, but niggatry. Ugh. Oh I need to God. see how this unfolds, Me how too, it happens. We're behind like, the episode, so I got to see how this plays out because we left off. She was crying in the bathroom. Oh my God! Quality television. If you have Literally. not seen Love After Lockup, you owe it to yourself to just sit down, binge. Start with season one, because I mean, season one was messy, but season two has. Woo. Yeah, you got to earn season two. You got to get through season one and just go through that mess, and then get to season two. Season for that. two has. Oh my goodness gracious! It's a whole new world, but. That's that. I think that's all I got. Oh, very quickly. What? I got my taste of um, fame, for lack of a better Ooh, word. Yes. I had a tweet that went viral on Twitter, and I just want to say very quickly, never again. I made a little jokey joke on Twitter, and this one seemed to hit. I don't know why. I don't know, because I was just being my normal reckless self and apparently when i I had to delete the tweet first i muted the conversation because it got to be too much and then just a bunch of people just started following me so when i deleted the tweet i was at like seventy three thousand likes and like seventy three thousand likes likes. and And then how many retweets like fifty thousand something retweets it was just too much and like 500 and something replies it was it was way too much i never want to do that again i take it back i'm sorry (laughs) <laughs> what were the replies like? I know niggas was in there. Well, well first of all, the tweet was like, okay, uh, so it was a, like a side by side tweet. Somebody tweeted like a picture of a black girl, and she was in the bed with the old white man, and then it was 
juxtaposed next to a picture of a man, you know, holding a jackhammer on like a construction site or something. And the caption read, women's version of securing the bag versus men's version of securing the bag. I retweeted and simply posed the question. Y'all know y'all can fuck men for two for money too, right? Valid question. Right. Like why y'all acting like y'all can't fuck men for money? Like like women are the only one like And like y'all don't. Right. But so I mean, that's another story for another day. So apparently that, you know, blew up and fifty thousand people thought that was funny. Seventy three thousand people liked it. So it was just too much. I think you should have kept it up. I put like I did what you know normal people do on Twitter when their tweet blows up. I put like a link to the podcast, and people were like, "Oh, <laughs> I subscribed! I subscribed! I that like it! So I like cute. it!" It was one guy that was under there. He was mad. He was like, "Bitch, we're just here for laughs. Don't nobody want to hear you run your mouth for an hour." And I'm like, "Well, bitch, shut up." People do, right? <laughs> that was unnecessarily mean, get, right? You trying to stand out? Not right. you up. wanted to be the jester here, and your joke flopped unlike mine but whatever but i it was just way too much like i like my little corner of twitter i like getting my tweets off some people laughing some people being like girl what the fuck is this but i did not want to invite seventy thousand strangers into my life that is way too much it's really like crazy when you think about it that is a lot i've had maybe a couple hundred and i was like this is too much yeah i muted the conversation when i got like 10 retweets i said oh this is going too far i look back and that shit said seventy thousand. it literally happened overnight too it happened like overnight. That's crazy. It, it was way too much. And that just that just shows you how fickle. So if you're here from um, Julia's tweet, welcome. Oh, my God. Yeah, if you're listening from my tweet, hey, we friends now. But <laughs> Oh, my God. Are we going to get into the main topic now? Yes, we are. All right. Um, we want to talk about 2018. So, yeah, this is we're going to basically review 2018. So, yes. okay, so we'll start with the podcast, the back talk. Mm-hmm. What was your favorite back talk moment of 2018? Um, I don't know. There's so many. There's so many. We cussed out Kanye a whole bunch of times. Yeah, I think us cussing out Kanye. Like Big Back was born. Big this Back, year. yes, it was the birth of Big Back this year. <laughs> um, oh, that could be the episode name: The Birth of Big Back. Oh my god! No, it has. That has to be it. Come on. <laughs> That has That's to be not. it. That is birth our Big brand. Back. Big Back. Derek. Kanye West. Derek is disappointed. Oh. We cussed him out so many times. Oh, and I think Brunch Boots. Who brunch started? Brunch Boots is our brand. Who? <laughs> brunch Boots. You said Brunch Boots on Twitter and it trickled over into the podcast. Oh, my God. Because it was the guy who had scammed all say, the money from Howard. Did it start with Tyrone? It started with Tyrone H- Hankerson. And oh then you God. was like, he stole all that money to go buy some new Brunch Boots or something. I was dead. He did. And so I Brunch Boots that, huh? has become like a whole category of niggatry. Ugh. Um, my favorite was Logic. Because I think finally, after all yeah. this time, we had just basically condensed all of the ideals and thoughts and opinions of niggas into one, one episode, one episode and just one explanation. And now we can recognize it. Mm-hmm. We can pinpoint it yeah. when it comes at us. We don't have to try to talk and reason and have a discussion. We just know it's nigga logic yeah. and we know how to address it. Yes. So nigga logic for that moment of clarity that was, we had this was year. Was Pat and Tyree this year or was that last year? That was last year, but Pat came back this year. Pat came back this year. Hmm. What else? Like Antonio came on this year. Antonio was. A oh favorite. my God! When we had that whole discussion about um, the guy invites you to his house to for dinner. Oh, that lasted oh, four episodes. Oh <laughs> for the first date, oh if the God. guy asked you to his house to come cook for dinner for the first date, y'all could not. Y'all wouldn't want to let that go. <laughs> 
And Y'all like, did not want to let that go. People were replying in the DM still. People was in the comments still. It was, that lasted so long. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, my God. What else? What else happened this year? It was so much. Something with Julian is sticking out. When Julian fell asleep, if, we I, that wasn't on, that wasn't on air, but we were recording, and Julian was literally asleep, oh. hand on the laptop, upright, <laughs> like he was like he was engineering, knocked out. Ugh. He's like, I wasn't asleep, but it was crazy because we were recording, and he didn't know we have the footages Ugh. of him knocked out. What else? I think our off-air moments are like the funniest. The best. I have so many videos. Was panties know. this year? No, that was that last was, year. That was that might have been at the beginning of this year. It what? might have been at the, the first Victoria's Secret It was because sale. it was right after I came back from Miami and I went to Miami in February. Yep. That's what I'm thinking. I was like, it was around like Valentine's Day ish. Yep. So I'm thinking, yeah. Yeah, the, the bloomers were this year. Um, what else? Derek and Julian killing that bug was this year. Yep. I want to say DJ Tate was probably like my favorite, favorite moment though. Like having her on the show, I feel like that was like a pivotal moment for us. Just because well, Mainly because she was our first female guest, but Amen. it kind of changed the direction of the way that we do the show. So I think that will be my favorite moment. Mm, definitely. I don't think that's nice. That's I was about to say, yeah, we definitely got, we got, we got bags. Mm-hmm. That was a good point. Mm-hmm. Um, What else? I don't know. I feel like this year we got more comfortable yeah i feel like we started off the year and we just felt like we like grew into ourselves mm-hmm. and like we just like got the nerves were out all that stuff we got really comfortable right um i feel like i'm always gonna want to improve and always want to do different things yeah there's that's always just, work to do for exactly sure. so i'm never gonna get too comfortable in it but i i enjoy i thought we had i think we had more fun this year yes it was fun we did we are our, our, our personal lives uh definitely progressed as well Let's talk about it. You go first. <laughs> okay. So, okay. So my question was, mm-hmm. I'm going to answer your question with a question. What was the biggest lesson you learned this year? Uh, I think the biggest lesson that I learned, I learned a few lessons. I mean, I won't say that they're like whole, like full out lessons, but like things that kind of like, like revealed themselves. To yes. You this year. Um, I, learned that this year like that a way will always be made for me like no matter what like just as long as you're doing your part like a way will be made for you like Mm -hmm. it doesn't it doesn't matter like it just doesn't matter like there's no need for me to stress over things that are like are beyond my control just handle what I can handle what I can handle and then the rest will just play out the way that it's supposed to and it'll most likely play out the way it needs to whether it's the way that I want it to or not like Everything that is supposed to happen is going to happen. And yeah. Also, um, I guess this is not like a lesson or like a, I don't know. I learned how to set boundaries this year. I made boundaries very important for me this year. Like I focused my attention on things that mattered and all the shit that didn't, I cut that shit out. Like I did a complete overhaul on my life and I couldn't be happier. All that shit that I was, you know, giving my attention to and fueling like that just doesn't matter. I was giving it way too much, way too much of my energy. Um, and it, it just, it wasn't, it wasn't doing me any good. So I said, I, I'm still learning. I'm not perfect at setting boundaries and sticking to them, but I'm definitely better than I was in that aspect. And I'm very proud of myself for that. 
those are like the main two things um the two like lessons that i've learned what about you my biggest lesson i think this year was um I, it's not even a bad thing and it sounds like more like daunting than what it is but it's just like be careful not be careful what you ask for but be ready for what you ask for oh yeah absolutely bitch for listen. sure listen for like, sure I, i'm all i've always been like really big on like manifesting and mm-hmm. attracting and i i know like myself like i feel like i can attract things like if i talk about it i feel like it's going to come and if i, I really want it i can pull it towards myself or like i can almost see things before they happen like i'm a, i swear i tell people i'm a little psychic i swear i be knowing some things before they even happen or i can tell you exactly how it's gonna play out in my head and that's how it'll play out but it's like you i'll ask for stuff and then it's like okay but be ready for when it comes what are you gonna do so like this year is like even in in work we'll say are y'all laughing at me yeah <laughs> why yeah. <laughs> it's breath hot oh my god what that's funny but um okay even in work we'll say like let's say how we i wanted opportunities like at the end of last year i said i want a bag i don't care if it's a big bag a little bag mm-hmm. whatever i want a bag but it comes with like okay are you ready to deal with like working with someone else outside of your like immediate circle Mm -hmm. and like okay let's say if there's a conflict like how are you going to handle it like you have to be ready Mm -hmm. for what you're asking for because it may not just come in that one pretty package you Mm -hmm. know it's going to might come with some things as well right like um what else do i want to (laughs) say i mean i i can kind of piggyback off what you said as far as like you know manifesting and speaking things like i definitely this isn't a well it is a lesson that i've learned like i've definitely taking my power into my own hands a lot mm-hmm. this this last quarter of the year like I've definitely strengthened myself spiritually and I feel stronger than I ever have before like I feel like I'm in control you're like you you're aware of your power I feel like I'm very 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 in control yeah I feel like I'm much more self-aware and it feels really good like I've gotten into new things and these are the things like I feel like I'm right where I'm supposed to be oh, Every- that's beautiful everything that's a dope feeling uh, yeah everything else that i've like tried you know like every other way that i've tried to kind of like navigate through my life like i always felt like okay yeah but something is something that's not curling over but i feel like right now like i'm right where i'm supposed right, to be like path. everything is kind of falling into place the way that i wanted to the things shit that i've asked for like i've gotten and you're right you have to be prepared because you when know it comes like okay it will, you wanted it here yeah boom, here it is what? boom but don't be scared right don't try to sabotage because you feel scared or you feel like right that's what i do like especially like i feel like especially in this last piece of the year like i i specifically said something mm-hmm. specific i was so specific about what i wanted mm-hmm. and now i got it and yeah. it's like okay now what now you're scared or no yeah. now you're gonna try to like same yeah now you're gonna try to sabotage and be like oh actually it might not because of the, like you're gonna try to like nitpick no right like be okay be happy in the space and let it flow however it's gonna flow so like, what are the, what are the things that you've asked for that uh <laughs> you've gotten i've asked for a lot of things <laughs> you want me to go shit okay so i'm not even gonna say what you want me to say in the beginning of the year <laughs> no, hell no. i uh, asked you said how, how are you okay go ahead I'm gonna in the beginning it. of the year i asked like i was struggling a lot financially and i really like asked myself i'm gonna get there i'm i, I ain't i ain't scared i'm gonna say it but i was struggling financially and i wanted like things to change with my finances like and you know certain things happen and some people may look and be like oh well that's that's a loss but to me it wasn't like 
things have definitely changed like for me financially and I'm able to enjoy myself a little bit more now it's not perfect but I'm open and abundant to receive everything else that I have coming to me because I know that it's only going to get better right in the beginning not in the beginning of the year but like this year I did proclaim I said that I wanted a boyfriend and so now I got one boom there you go what happened I said that I wanted (laughs) you're so petty and childish I said I'm immature actually I said that I wanted a boyfriend and I got one I have a official whole ass boyfriend I didn't want to say it before because I feel like it's none of y'all goddamn but not y'all but everybody I I feel like it was something that I wanted to kind of like keep to myself until like I was ready and so, yeah, y'all, y'all know I got a damn boyfriend. I said it online already. Yeah, but. y'all had a whole vacation, if you will. It was so cute. Oh, God. I know Julia was like, Kayla is writing me again. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Kayla is That's writing so me cute. again. <laughs> no, he's he's the greatest. Like, he's literally, like, he's he's nothing like. <sighs> he is. Say it. Gas him up. <laughs> He shut. Let, let the world know how he makes your you mouth. Feel. Okay. <laughs> let us know. He is nothing like any other guy that I've ever dated in my entire life, guy or girl, like that I've dated in my entire life. He's everything that I didn't even know that I wanted. So boom, boom. You know, God showed out, did his little thing, and was like, "Here you go. This is what you wanted. You didn't even have to know everything that you wanted. I knew. So here you go. That God in the universe was like, bloop. There you go." caught you by surprise didn't i bitch right so, that is crazy yeah it's crazy shout out to him Derek is petty <laughs> he said your turn so the um what else did i learn this year girl <laughs> I'm i received a lot more things like I'm, my I'm my relationships with my friends have strengthened like me and my friends grew a lot closer together this year like we're you know we're all like one of my friends it's it's out so she doesn't mind one of my friends is pregnant she's about to have another baby like our kids like grew closer together this year like our kids like celebrated almost every holiday together this year like I was I'm so happy like I like my friends my friends are my family so now that we all have kids like it's just great to see like our kids do the same shit that we do like mm-hmm. be best friends and like grow up together and shit like that like we all like grew closer together this year. We do every year, but like I feel like this year was just kind of special for us. So that's so cute. Yeah, that's it. Um, this okay. I guess I'll go into my next one. My next one that the big lesson I learned this year was um how to adjust to change. You get on my nerves, bro. I so, I'm gonna, I'm getting there. You're not letting me get there. So okay. So I felt like especially the last few weeks, right? I feel like I was so cloudy mm-hmm. and I couldn't like figure out what was going on. And I felt like it was just too many new changes going on at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like for one big one that's going on is everybody knows like I'm super close with my sisters and my sister's actually moving away. Mm-hmm. So that is like, I can't believe like one of y'all about to be out that damn house. Listen. And I feel like we're so like, I don't know what the word is, but we're so like it, like intertwined with one another. It's mm-hmm. going to be so different. Like we've never been apart ever. Like we even went like when she when I went to FAMU, we actually went to the same school. Like mm-hmm. we've never had like a long period of time, maybe a few weeks apart. Well, Bree was at home while y'all were at school together. Yeah, so Bree's experienced mm-hmm. like us being away, but like I've never felt like I've never been away from my siblings. Mm-hmm. So like this is gonna be like a change, but I'm happy. I'm like I'm not like sad. Like everybody's like, are you gonna are you okay? You're gonna cry? I'm not gonna cry because I'm happy for her. It's a great change. Mm-hmm. It's great opportunities. It's gonna be. I think it's gonna be amazing for her. I think she's gonna thrive. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm more happy 
for her than to be to me than to think about me in mm-hmm. that moment because it's not about me but um just so many adjustments and changes like i said like when you ask the universe to bring you something like the past few weeks i had been sitting here talking about i'm open to dating i'm open i'm open i'm open and then all of a sudden the universe brings you somebody and it's like it's exactly what you asked for and then just adjusting to like wait so i have to actually open myself up mm-hmm. oh you my do. gosh you do that that is an adjustment for me because y'all know like i don't like talking about shit i don't like sharing shit i don't like having feelings i don't like any of it and it's kind of like okay so that what do you do do you take oh thanks universe just wanted to see if you could do it no so it's yeah, like no. you just have you to take that leap. you can't fumble you this can't fu- but you can't you listen can't i've had those moments where i'm like this is too much i'm not ready like and i was like I, I, this is exactly what i but wanted, then i'm but like i'm scared who the fuck else is out there what i'm gonna do this is everything that i wanted so let me just work through it let me just work through my fears and my insecurities whatever it is because it's exactly what i asked for it's exactly what it is nothing but fear and insecurity right. starts to bo- and i had read like a quote like um a quote like I think I was listening to Oprah's podcast this is maybe months ago and I had wrote it down because it just hit me when she said it and she was like anytime you're reaching a new level or a, a new like a, a new like place in your life like a better place mm-hmm. everything that needs healing rushes to the top mm-hmm. and I was like bitch listen bitch t- t- at me next time that is and it's exactly yeah, what happened like every insecurity that I've ever had about mm-hmm. like any that thing that like I feel like in the past has like oh this is what, what like messed us up or this is what like hurt me in the past like yeah. I feel like I'm like okay so I don't like this and I'm like why are you bringing that up right now like what does that have to do with anything right. enjoy the moment you know just adjusting to change it's been a lot of change and then like the end of the year is always a time where i reflect and i'm sitting here trying to figure out okay so what do i want for next year what do i want what do i want what do i want and it's like it's it's too much it's like like i don't know i feel like i have a deadline to like set my intentions yeah so it's like, i did already like yeah caitlin turned me into I, like <laughs> like this soul searching person so i'll be doing my moon rituals and stuff now like it's i so did one the other night yeah and me and my boyfriend both like we meditated and we set our intentions out there and it was just like wow like this actually feels great like it does and so i'm gonna keep like i've started like a you know a spiritual journey like you know um you have to i feel like everybody should and it's so like and I talk about it and it's so weird that like when you once you start to get into it and you see the effects and you start yeah, like to I've how, never you can't felt stop telling people about it. You right. like, listen, d- meditate. Yeah. Heal, do I be want to tell my friends. So look, these crystals. Right. Right. <laughs> so these are here. Like if you're feeling like this, like yeah. it's crazy. Like once you finally get to like the first step, get to know yourself and be mm-hmm. like, I always say have that honest conversation with yourself. Yeah then everything shifts from there and then you're wondering like okay everything's changing now what Mm -hmm. was it what was it Mm -hmm. and then like it's just you like I was writing down my intentions for next year and what do I want and Mm -hmm. things like that and I was like you have to be open to receive yeah like you literally like you never watched any sport and somebody got past the ball and they they weren't open right like nobody's throwing you shit if you're not not ready you gotta be open like you gotta be be open that's like a a mantra that I have like an affirmation like I'm ready like I'm ready to i'm ready to receive whatever's out there for me like right. it's yours you know, i'm embodying abundance in every sense of the word that's my like, word for 2019 abundance my word for 2018 was gratitude and yeah. i felt like i just wanted to be thankful for everything that came to me everything yeah. i already had because the thing is like sometimes we're so worried about what we want that we don't even have to take time to appreciate what we already have yeah and where we have come from mm-hmm. so like 2018 is all about gratitude 2019 i want abundance yeah. i would deserve it's all mine and i'm here For to collect sure. yeah. this like or bro yeah. i it's mine i want it so i that's- think that 
I was the gratitude is a great word for 2018. I know we talked about it before, like in the last the last quarter of the year has just been great for me, to be honest. Like, oof, like I went to New Orleans, like like I said, things changed around with my finances. So I, you know, you know, I just started to do more stuff. Like I went to New Orleans, I saw my favorite band. Like I was able to celebrate, you know, life with a mm-hmm. friend of mine. Um, I was able this Christmas. I was able to buy my son like all of the Christmas presents, like that he ever wanted. This is the first year I was ever able to do that. Like last year, I had like no money. I like fifty dollars to my name to make Christmas happen. Like I had nothing. The year before that, I had nothing. Like nothing so this is the first year I was able to like buy him a whole bunch of stuff bought my friends everything they wanted like buy myself everything I wanted for my birthday like I was able to just do things for people that I care about mm-hmm. um like I, I just like things just changed for me like and I'm just very grateful like and so now like even like me starting like a spiritual journey and like you know honing in on my own power like I feel like it's even been fun like addressing like the ugly parts of me like trying to figure out like well why am i this way why do i why do i why do i react to this that's the thing about like why do i react like, to these things yeah. you know this way like why it's been fun like before self-discovery was fucking scary like i didn't want to confront like the bad parts of myself i only wanted to acknowledge the good shit that other people saw but now i'm just like how like let me get to the root and let me fix that so i can be an even better me yeah. I already love myself, but let me let me yeah. take myself to the next level. That's the thing. Like every time, like when people start to ask me, like about like, okay, you're really into like astrology and energy mm-hmm. and all this stuff. Like why? Where? Because you hit a low point, right? And then you start to have to talk to yourself and be like, I'm so sad right now, and all the things that you're sad about. Like all you can think about is the things you don't like about yourself or the things that are wrong. And you're mm-hmm. like, well, why don't I like this? Or why is this wrong? Or how can I fix this? Or what would what would make you happy? What would make it better? Right. And I was literally saying earlier, like, okay, a lot of times people talk about what they don't want so so much. Like, oh, I don't want that. I don't like this. You don't even know what you want. Like, if somebody of a genie popped up right now and said, "What do you want right now to make you happy?" Right. Most people say money, but like to be genuinely happy, like, what do what do you paint your picture for your life right now to right. maybe to for you to be happy what does it look like and people have no idea yeah what do you want just the the money in the bank you want to see the numbers on your wells fargo app like that's it yeah i mean you just have to get to know yourself you have to you have to do that work and get to know yourself and the ugly parts the beautiful parts the powerful parts like that's where it starts yeah i've never felt like i keep saying it but i've never felt more powerful than i do like right now yeah i've always felt i think i've always felt powerful i always knew that i had like power inside me but i think the thing that frustrated me was how come i couldn't use it right and i think it was just like a block and i was like what is it why am i blocked what is it what's the problem so like literally like i said it's it's powerful work yeah um so i know we can't tell all of our goals in our business but what's one thing you want to have you know i was thinking about that in 2019 i was thinking if i wanted to say what i wanted or not and you know what i realized the stuff that i say is the stuff that happens yeah the stuff i don't say and i don't keep i keep to myself the shit that don't that falls the fuck through yeah and don't happen right so <laughs> guess what i'm re- i'm reading through the list so for 2019 i want more bags i want big i wrote in all caps big bags oh yeah i want deals For i want sponsorships sure. i want brands ivy park mm-hmm. what's up <laughs> hey fuck with me yeah i want <laughs> i need spotify to come hit my I line need, uh, i need the brands that we love right to come and you know just say what's up like i've seen a lot of people getting sponsorships and like brand partnerships with this store 602 i love that store i think tay works there or she has worked there before i love she's dj so, there um, yeah what's up um who else brands like 
everybody. I know I want to work like the top two like people that I want to work with. Well, brands like that I always say like Spotify and NPR. You know I love Tiny Desk. Right. Like, duh. Like, duh. it's gonna happen. I know it will. Like happen. I just don't know how. But Listen, it will. Parkwood. Girl, if you're listening, hey, hey, I will go get coffee. We, I mean, what y'all need? I I will go to the store for y'all. What do y'all need? I will deliver y'all's groceries. It's fine. Right? Whose food needs to get picked up? Let Um, me know. Next Um, year, I want to learn to DJ. That's a good one. I do. That's that's like a top goal for me. I want to learn how to DJ next year. I feel like I'd be a great DJ. I want to throw a party too. That's kind of like a frivolous thing, but I I don't want to throw a party next year. I don't know what kind of party. I want. It needs to be themed. It's either going to be like a 70s or like an 80s party or like a 2000s party, like a 90s, Listen, 2000s party. Listen, I'm ready. We didn't talk about this, but the Millennium Tour, Girl. baby. Listen, I'm ready. I am ready. I've been talking about wearing a jersey dress all year. You have. You've been so, wanting to bring that back. I, <laughs> this is for me. Girl. Now, I'm not going to tell y'all my outfit, but just know. But anyways, um... I think 2019 will be the last year y'all are getting free advice from me. I feel like that's one of my talents is if anybody ever has an idea, I can help you take it to Mm -hmm. the next level or make you think about it bigger or like just help you. Most of the time, if somebody has an idea, they'll come to me for like to like flesh it out Mm -hmm. or do something. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm pretty good at it. Mm -hmm. So no more free advice. Um, consultation fees will be oh, yeah. um, invoiced towards I'm gonna say you're doing consulting I'm doing consulting work not maybe not next year I'm gonna try to like you know really seriously work with some people like hey you need to credit me for this mm-hmm. or you at least be like hey at least let me partner with you just let me build my resume you know right and then 2020 just know it's gonna cost next year I want to get my health in order I need to start eating better I've always said like I've, ugh, <coughs> I, I, I need to <laughs> I need to. I think it's because like nobody around me like fucking eats healthy. Like so like it's been hard like for me to kind of break the mold. But like now like my boyfriend don't eat meat. Listen, everybody's asking me, how do you lose weight? How did you? Because I lost so much weight mm-hmm. and I didn't I didn't try. But I was like, I don't eat red meat. He don't I eat don't meat. Eat like he, he's I very eat, healthy. I he eat doesn't meat. eat like out. Like, I eat meat sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like every meal doesn't have meat in it for me. Mm-hmm. Definitely not breakfast, not lunch. Maybe my dinner might have some chicken or some fish or yeah. some shrimp. Like what's that? Like, right. But I think it really does help. That has definitely inspired me to like eat better. Like you have more energy. You don't feel weighed down. Like, uh, you know, I like, feel when you so eat, heavy. Yeah. Exactly. Like I'll eat like my lunch or whatever, or whatever I'm going to eat and I'll eat and I feel full, but mm-hmm. I don't feel like heavy. Mm-hmm. And it's also because I just haven't like, I, for the past week, I've had a headache. I have a headache right now. And now, I know it ain't going nowhere. Right. And I know it's because like I have and it's like maybe like a little bit before Christmas, like when December first started, I had tried, you know, changing up the way that I ate and I changed a lot and like I felt better, but I relapsed. Shit. <laughs> but I can't like I I'm going to get myself reactions. together. Right. Like, I have I have had eczema since I was a child. Mm-hmm. When I tell you I've spent money at the dermatologist mm-hmm. and i've they say oh use this cream or use that or use that and nothing ever helps it works like you know like like a band-aid like it'll work for whatever it'll clear it and mm-hmm. then it'll come back mm-hmm. change my diet no breakouts right like i know like certain holidays like i know for certain holidays i'm gonna have like pork shoulder like i know i'm, I'm gonna eat it <laughs> but i mean it'll be that one time because i'm not breaking out like mm-hmm. i can't i can't live like that mm-hmm. like i'm not about to have rashes breaking out on right. me not happening so i just had to change that was the only thing that helped cut out dairy cut out um if i do have milk it'll be like 
skim milk. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, I'm I trying drink to do almond milk. Almond milk. Yeah, exactly. I don't drink milk. Like but I that. can't have that. I'm like, no. Yeah. If I have, I'm like, if I have to have milk, it's gonna have to be. Not, I'm not doing whole milk. I'm not doing. Whole Who milk. still drinks Who whole can, milk? I can't handle whole milk. Derek, what kind of milk you drink? Oh. Okay. You don't drink cold uh, almond unsweetened. Okay. Okay. That was a Julian moment. Julian probably he's probably like no 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 I, I get my my milk delivered he probably comes in that glass container Julian, <laughs> Julian probably gets Julian fresh knows his milkman okay <laughs> my milkman oh <laughs> oh my god oh Mr. Bad and Bougie next year I'm going to definitely align myself with my purpose it's gonna have like it's I gonna hate happen. my nine to five right now oh my god I don't hate I anything that. more than the going jo- to work oh my god listen i am miserable i've taken so many mental health breaks and mental health days away from that damn job just because i cannot i i I was i was ambitious in saying that um 2019 would be my last year not working for myself listen but i mean you know what god if it's for me then, no, 2018 was my last year. Me not work. i'm i'm aligning myself with my purpose next year i want my full income to come from Kayla like from, right. from the stuff I generate from the things I create right. I do, I'm tired I can't I can't I give y'all too much ed- I feel like I'm too powerful I'm too creative I'm too mm-hmm. smart to be putting all that energy into y'all motherfuckers so like, it's just like hell no to kind of reference that um I was listening to the friend zone the episode with Miriam Hosna and she was talking about um energy leaks and how we give so much of our energy to shit that doesn't matter that we don't, don't even, even really realize. care about and right don't realize we're doing it and then when we get home we have no more energy to give to the things that we do care about the mm-hmm. things that are helping like fuel our dreams like we don't have anything left Death to give and this goes for people too like you don't have energy to give to the people you really love and care about because you too busy beefing you too busy worried about people that don't matter so or even sometimes, like, not even to be, like, petty, but, like, sometimes you being on social media and reading this and being consumed mm-hmm. in that, like, mm-hmm. that's energy that right. you're giving. Arguing back and forth with about what? Yeah. Nothing. And even, like, I said that maybe a year ago. I was, like, at work, and I was, like, I'm not doing anything. I'm doing the bare minimum when I come here. I'm leaving. Oh, I'm yeah. not staying. I I'm not. Fuck about I, none of that. I do not no, give No, I work. get the bare minimum. because, right. And that's really how, like, I had enough energy to, for us to even start a podcast. Mm-hmm. Because it's a lot of behind-the-scenes work. So, like, how can I get home at 5 or 6 or whatever time? and be exhausted and have to be up early again the next morning and where what time am i supposed to work for myself right at work like working these types of jobs that i've been working like i used to stress like i had no room for like anything i used to stress about oh my god i I gotta keep this job i can't i can't get fired i can't i can't and it's like i had no room left now i don't give a fuck fuck this job fuck y'all i don't (laughs) care like listen i'm waiting on y'all to ask me do you want to be here i'm I'm glad you asked because I've been wanting to talk about it for a hot fucking minute. Do you want to be here? Literally the other day, I was like, do you want to come in on Thursday? I don't want to be here today. No. It just came out and they was like, <laughs> like, bitch, that's my, yeah, life. No. That's my truth. Right. I don't want to be here today. I'm here for this weekly check, bi-weekly check. Listen. Anytime they offer VTO at my job, voluntary time off, I'm going home. Bye. That's it. I'm leaving. That is it. Like, I'm not. I wish they would come to me talk about some damn overtime. <laughs> bitch. <laughs> Are you kidding me? We have overtime this week. I don't give a fuck That's about nice. no overtime. And I see other people like that have been in, like, no shade. Like, if this type of work is for you, I work in a call center. If this type of work is for you. I get, I'm, yeah, not even to be like, 
you have, some people you have to do what you have to do. You have responsibilities. You need right. to make ends meet, and I get it. I have to make it, ends meet. I'm not here, right? Okay. I have a whole kid. I, I have to make ends meet. I understand, but, bitch, but like, I'm not to sit here and be like, be your own boss. I, everybody, follow your journey. I just don't want my child to be, you know, my age and see a person or his mother who who's worse in a job that she hates for 20 some odd years. Yeah. Broke down, tired, didn't follow Depleted her dreams. Like, did, like, right. No. That's not inspiring to my child. Like what the hell kind of shit is that? So no, no, I'm not. So 2019 will be the year that I align myself with my purpose. I'm leaving Tampa. I'm getting out of Tampa. I will not be in Tampa. I will be traveling. And this is my last year living in Tampa. I can't, I can't do it no more. I, I can't. I, I, Tampa has given me what it, what it's going to give me. This will always be the city that I am from, but I, I'm done. I need to I need to blossom elsewhere. I need to start my life elsewhere. There are too many things. It's a big world out there. I need to just I, I need to take my life to the next step. Like I've done my work here. I've done what I needed to do. You've here. got what you can get from yeah, here. Yeah, I feel like there's nothing That's else fair. for this city to give me. So I'm gonna go. Like it's a whole world out there waiting on me. Right. right. Next year, I definitely I'm gonna travel more. I keep saying like I say it to you know people like next year will be the year that I go someplace tropical. I'll never be wanting to go to the beach and shit. And I'm like I need to do some tropical shit next year. I don't know why I like cities. I do too. I don't like going like to the beach is very boring. It's boring. if we could be honest. I mean, but I I want to I'm going to do it. Like I have this vision in my head that I'm trying to map out. So I'm trying to you know make that happen. Whatever you know. So yeah. I mean, that's all I had for the main topic. Yeah, I think that's that's pretty much it. As for the show, um, 2019, we can't tell y'all that. Yeah. Now that I'm not saying. Yeah. See y'all in the next episode. Yeah. Um, Talk Back Thursday? Else? Oh, Talk Back Thursday. So for Talk Back Thursday, we did it last month. Um, <laughs> <laughs> last month. Our question was, who was the greatest R&B group of all time? And we gave y'all four options. Those options being Jodeci, Boys to Men, Drew Hill, and New Edition. So who was your pick? I'm going to keep this brief and mm-hmm. say exactly what I said underneath the picture. Okay. My comment is that none of these groups would exist without New Edition. So that is the answer. I mean, All of fair. these groups have been influenced by, one is a direct <laughs> branch off right. of New Edition. Boys to Men would not exist without Michael Bivens. So there we go. I'm going to go ahead and choose the group that I feel like would have influenced me the most. I feel like if I would have been 16, 17, 18 in 1993, I would have been a teen parent because of Jodeci. Not a teen parent. I would have. I would have been a teen mom with Jodeci out between Freak Nick and Jodeci. Listen, listen, what a time to be alive. (laughs) Jodeci definitely had that it. Like, that it factor oof. that it was like that that like rough around the edges R and B, which is my brand of R and B. I'm about to say it's not like B2K when they were like oh cute. like pop stars Boy, yeah, and like boy band. These niggas, niggas, was, these niggas were in Tim's. was looking for the groupies but, and listen, in Tim's, listen. right? So I chose Jodeci just because like I still will go on YouTube late at night and, and look be at like Jodeci, Jodeci live 1994. Mm-hmm. Like I need to see. I, that I nigga Casey was acting up. Yep. Devante on the on the piano with just like that braid in the front. Listen, mm. or whatever. It was like a twist. It wasn't even a braid. Mm. You got to be a different kind of nigga to get twists. Yeah. I mean, New Edition. I just, I love, love New Edition. Love them. But I also love Jodeci. I love Drew. 
I, I love Drew Hill too. I love Drew Hill too. This is it's hard. It's like, hard, but I, I I had to. I mean, I I mean, it's hard. It, it is hard. I think my least favorite. See. I'm not gonna lie. Is Boys to Men. Like none of their songs hit me. I like some Boys to Men stuff. Like Boys to Men has some shit, but not as much mm. as like I enjoy. Listen, Boys to Men first album, Coolie Eye Harmony, bops. But I mean. I want to give it to New Edition just off GP, but I'm going to go with Drew Hill. Drew Hill? Yes. Cisco? Cisco! Yes. Listen, Drew Hill, you know the song I Love You by Drew Hill? Yeah. I've seen them live. <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. When? I told you. With Keith Sweat. Oh, you did? Yep. Listen. Listen, I told you. I listen. I like my, uh, my 90s R&B. Now that, but anyways. So yeah, that was Talk Back Thursday that we had a few weeks ago. Do you have an on second thought this week? Um uh, I um I have I'm I'm being led to say one thing. Uh oh. <laughs> um I just want everybody to know that like you're powerful. Don't think that you aren't. You know. Know that whatever you need, the glory is in you. Whatever you need is already inside of you to make that shit happen. Not to say that you're supposed to carry the whole weight of the world on your shoulders. Mm-mm. It's not all up to you, but just know that you hold a great deal of power. Like everything you want, you can make that shit happen. You know, you just got to find the tools, find the recipe on how to do it. And you can. And you you can, can do it. You literally can do it. Yeah. That's it. That's all I got. We'll see you all in 2019. <laughs> that is it. Bye. Thank you guys. Bye.